Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. Shit's Creek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, where every now and then we take a break from talking about movies to talk about television here on the podcast. Here to join me this week, I have Amanda Spears. Hello. And Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. So today we are talking about, of course, what it is that we've been watching on streaming and television. But on top of that, the SAG Awards are coming up on April 4th. So we are here to talk about our winner predictions for what is the final television precursor of this year's season. So we've already gotten the Emmys. We've heard from the Critics' Choice. We've heard from the Golden Globes. Now all that's left are the SAG Awards. Very, very exciting all around. Can't wait to dive into those in just a little bit here. But to first start us off, uh, Michael, what have you been watching lately? Anything interesting that you want to share with us? Yeah, so I'll start with the most recent show, which actually just just premiered last night as we were recording this. I started watching Genius Aretha on National Geographic, which stars Cynthia Erivo, of course, as Aretha Franklin. Oh, wow. Okay. And how is that? So she's very good, as expected. Uh, you know, she's phenomenal in everything. Won the Tony for the Color Purple. Was Oscar nominated twice for Harriet, obviously, and she's excellent. The show itself is pretty paint by the numbers, but it's, she, it's such an interesting story about her life that it doesn't really matter because she's just so great to watch. So I'm down one episode. It's uh, premiering all this week on National Geographic, and it's the next day on Hulu. So it's pretty easy to watch. So I look forward to seeing the rest of that. That's been one show. And then a few others. Uh, I think last time we talked, I was very angry about the finale of Your Honor, which had just ended. Yep, I remember that. going on about uh, how poor that was. So uh, I'm trying to think what I watched after that. Uh, it's been sort of quiet on the television front. We had like these awards come out with Golden Globes and then the SAG nominations. But I think Genius Rita might be the first new show I've seen since uh, Your Honor ended. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? I just remembered one. Sorry. And this is actually like the best thing I saw this year, and I couldn't remember when I saw it. Jesus. Hey, I take that back. You know what's great? <laughs> Time is like a flat circle right now, I swear. You know what's been so great? On HBO Max, It's a Sin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard great things about this. Excellent. It's like four or five episodes. It's about, uh, it starts off during the early days of the AIDS crisis in uh, the UK, and it goes all throughout the decade into the early 90s late 80s early 90s and it's not the show that you think it's going to be when you talk about the early days of the AIDS crisis like yes it does have those horrific angry sad moments but it's about the bond between these people who are brought together by AIDS and how they fight against it in their own way and it is so moving so well acted so well written it's by Russell Davies uh, I cannot recommend that one enough. I'm telling you, time is a flat circle, but that has been one of the great shows I've watched during COVID. That's awesome. I'm very, very excited to watch that. A couple of other members on the team have sung its praises before, so uh, that'll probably be the next thing that I pop in, unless if Amanda has another recommendation. Amanda, what have you been watching lately? I have watched the first two episodes of Aretha, Genius. Oh, yeah. Yes. The first four are, as of today, are recording on um, Hulu. So I've seen two of the four. And it's a little overwrought in certain places. But it's it's okay. It's, it's you know, Courtney B. Vance is, is doing his best. 
it's always interesting because it, in the past two installments, only the stars got nominated. Yeah. Not any supporting players. And, you know, in the Arivo versus, you know, J-HUD, this is going to be interesting because now we're going to get Arivo's Aretha compared to the film version and obviously coming out so far, I'm coming out next year for Jennifer Hudson. So we're going to be seeing a lot more Aretha, which is obviously going to inevitably lead to comparisons, but so far so good. Good. Michael's very right. Very paint by numbers. I watched all of WandaVision. Yep. So did I. I finally got to it. Uh, I don't know if you're like me with this, but I lost interest the more it went. I lost a little interest. Um, I thought she had Julie Bowen's down to like a T as far as the Modern Family episode. Oh, yeah, totally. She killed it on that episode. I I definitely agree. Yeah. I think what will be interesting is two things with that series, um, because we're awards nuts. One, what Disney Plus decides to do. And also, two, what the Emmys allow. Mm -hmm. Because... um, I think they would probably either try and submit the first episode and try and take the multicam spot in directing. That would make a lot of sense, yeah. It would It would be their easiest in, but it would also probably end up leading to a rule change the next year since there's nothing right now that would, from what I know, stop it. And I did do a little research, and it was taped in front of a live audience, so they should be able to, but... It'll be interesting to see what the uh, Television Academy decides. I also watched a documentary on HBO Max, Alan versus Pharaoh. I did too. Oh my God. And I thought they did a really great job of kind of giving you like a first few minutes of what happened, but then painting Alan in a nice light and then tearing it completely down in the next three. Yeah, completely. I, I think the thing I appreciated the most as someone who always kind of knew the broad strokes of this story, but never knew the finer details was how well uh, the docuseries was able to really break down the minutia of everything that was going on and really paint a clear picture to the point where it's kind of fascinating how many people during the time when it happened and in the subsequent years afterwards turned a blind eye to it and continue to worship uh, Woody Allen in the ground that he walked on. And now, you know, hindsight being 2020. And when you really do see this fully painted picture laid out for you in the way that they lay it out, it's kind of irrefutable uh, what he allegedly did. Well, yeah, I mean, he probably, he probably did it. But yeah, I mean, I've seen all the articles was she just jealous that she never got an Oscar nomination? And it's like, no, she she really wasn't. No, and this whole idea of painting her as someone that was like a vengeful, vindictive, you know, mother for uh, his relationship with uh, Soon Yi, it's like every single bit of evidence is there on the screen, uh, either in the video archive footage or in the testimonial interviews that she's like the nicest mother in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, she, I got, I don't know how she even, cause we get into this and she's divorced and she's got, I think three natural children and then like a half a dozen adopted ones. It seems like. Yeah. If anything, it did a really good job of painting how strong she is, honestly, to have to go through all of this. Yes. And then she's like, you know, then I thought maybe I wanted a boyfriend 
Like, oh my God. Seriously, I'm tired just thinking of like going into that house. <laughs> hey, listen, not everyone is Mia Farrow, right? <laughs> no. And then like, but it's good to know that her daughter has a good relate, you know, she's in a healthy spot, it appears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like the industry under has um taken, you know, as as sided around her. But yeah, that was that was very interesting. And then I saw the winter soldier. Oh my god, I really thought I was gonna be the only one to mention that on today's episode. <laughs> I watched it because I knew that you guys I thought you guys were gonna bring it up. So <laughs> definitely me. I did not expect Michael to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, th- that would have been a surprise. And to be honest, I once again was probably even more underwhelmed by this than I was with WandaVision because at least with WandaVision in the very early episodes, there was this structure to the uh, sitcom formula and kind of its evolution through the years. And that was very fascinating to watch. But with Winter Soldier, it just feels like a continuation after Avengers Endgame shot in the same style as the other Captain America movies. And you know, there's action and I'm just like kind of I'm not into it. You know, I'm hoping that there's some character work that gets me kind of sucked in as we go. But the first episode didn't really do anything for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello. This is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Yeah, I I kind of, I might be something I wait and then catch up a couple episodes on, but one thing I didn't mention about WandaVision that I absolutely do want to bring up is how great was Catherine Hawk. Oh, she was phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, she completely overshadows in those final couple of episodes, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. She is just acting circles around them. It makes me wonder who is going to be the uh, actor in, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier if that stands out as much as she did in yeah. that show. If there is anyone, you know? Yeah. Because I, I think the two of them, you know, no offense to both Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, I think they're good actors in the sense that when they get the right role, the right material. But as these particular characters, I've never found them to be the most charismatic individuals to like follow. You know, they were always the second tier characters in the Avengers movies. So now mm-hmm. that they're leading this uh, series, you know, you got to get me a little bit more invested in these guys. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's one that I'd like to see more from. Um, he, he's never really gotten the role that made me notice him the way I think, like Michael B. Jordan or. Yeah, like the closest he ever came was what? The supporting turn in the Hurt Locker, pretty much, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and he's he's not even the most memorable part of that. That's kind of a shame, but yeah. So ultimately, you're 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 gonna keep giving it a chance, essentially. Yeah, I think I, I think like WandaVision, it's one of those things where I I might be a better to binge a few episodes at a time. I agree. Than like they go by so fast. Yeah, I, I think that's what helped me with WandaVision. Then I like Darcy, so I was happy to see that she somehow became an astrophysicist. <laughs> Yeah. As one of those side characters we never see enough of. She's one of them where I'm like, oh, she's back. <laughs> I I have um, <laughs> I had a similar reaction as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Maybe I'll try that. I'll skip a couple of weeks instead of because that's the thing is like social media right now. Uh, you felt it with WandaVision. And now you're feeling it. Um, well, actually, we felt it with Mandalorian, too. And now we're feeling it with Captain. Uh, God, I can't even I can't keep the titles of these shows straight. Anyway, you're feeling it with all the Disney Plus content that every like Friday morning you need to be like caught up on social media because everybody is talking about it that Friday morning, you know? I don't know if this show's going to have that buzzworthy moment. I mean, not even out. I mean, at least the first episode of WandaVision was very cleverly done, but I don't know. I think this one might not be the one not might not give them the heat they're looking for. I don't know. We'll see. It might have some surprises up its sleeve for right mm-hmm. now. I, I know like with WandaVision, there was this aura of mystique to it all in terms of like, oh, this is very interesting in terms of the format. Where are they going with it? And then where they did end up going with it was really it was just a show about her trauma and grief <laughs> you know which I, I can understand had emotional resonance for some people but i was kind of hoping it was going to be a little bit more than that personally i think it was a, like an interesting coping mechanism yeah what was that one line that everybody was like getting crazy about um what is uh grief if not love persevering i think so that was like a line that like social media went crazy over so and they were trying to do something interesting with it, and I, I admire it for for that. I, I don't know if Captain America: Winter Soldier is going to be as thematically interesting. It looks like it's it looks like it's geared more towards the teenage boys action crowd, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I think the most interesting thing with WandaVision will be where and what categories at the Emmys they're going to let it compete in. Yeah, especially because from a technical standpoint. That show's got so much going in its favor with sound, visual effects work, production design. Like, they've got a lot going on there. Yeah, and I, I would almost put money on the fact that they're going to try and take that multi-cam nomination. Yeah. Well, we'll see if you're right a year from now. Like nine months. That, that is, oh my God, It's in, we're in March. <laughs> you're right. Wow, that's crazy to think that. Six months, I mean, six months. I, I, know, I, I knew what you meant. Yeah, it's like it's coming up faster than we think. That's wild. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's 2021. All right, well, SAG Awards coming up April 4th. Oh, boy. Time to get into our predicted winners here. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 18 of the Next Best Series podcast, where we talk about television here on the Next Best Picture podcast in order to get the full episode where we also deliver our SAG Award predictions. You will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.